0: Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Friends, Walt and I will lead a Bible study tour in the land of Israel. We will walk where Jesus walked and we would love to meet you in person in Israel. The dates for the trip are November 8th to the 19th in 2022. That's later this year. Check out the link for the Walk with God Israel tour in the show notes below. Hi friends, Walt and I are glad you're listening to Walk with God. You know, throughout our lives, we take various journeys Perhaps you are walking right now on a very familiar path and you feel confident and strong. Others may be facing struggles, even some very dark valleys today. Some may be walking along a new stretch of the path of life and we are certainly thankful for real-life examples, people who lived that we find in the Bible, on the pages of God's Word. The stories of people help us navigate the journeys that we face in our lives. Well, to
1: kick off uh, today's podcast, we want to have some details from the life of Jacob we discussed last week. Um, Jacob is one of the twin sons born to Isaac and Rebekah, and Jacob deceived his brother Esau and had to flee back to his mother's homeland. And there Jacob worked for his uncle Laban, tending his flocks. He worked seven years for the right to marry Rachel. However, Laban swapped his older daughter Leah for Rachel. Um, he, Jacob was deceived. Um, after he had been the deceiver and and Jacob loved Rachel, and so he worked another seven years for her, and he had now had two wives, sisters, and they were jealous sisters and Leah gave birth to some sons, and Rachel did not conceive and each of the sisters gave their handmaids to Jacob, and they also gave birth to sons, and then finally, Rachel was able to conceive and became pregnant, and she gave birth to Joseph and then later to Benjamin. And Jacob was the father of 12 sons and one daughter, and God called him back to the land of Canaan, the land where the Lord had promised to be his inheritance.
0: Well, that's a a real quick summary of Jacob, and we certainly could have dug deeper into all those chapters that we find in the book of Genesis, but we want to just hit some highlights of Life's journey, and we want to continue in the book of Genesis. And today, we in particular, we want to go from Jacob to his 11th son, Joseph, who was born to Rachel, who is the wife that Jacob loved. And then when we begin in Genesis 37, verse 1, we read Joseph being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. So remember, he's the younger of all the brothers other than Benjamin. He was this boy of the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. So he's with these older brothers of the handmaidens of his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report. <laughs> so he came back to dad, right? And, he's
1: tattling.
0: Well, yeah, that's probably what we would call it. He brought a bad report back to his father. Now, we'll just insert here, the text goes back and forth. It refers to the name of a man, Israel. And this is the new name that God has given to Jacob. Once Jacob has returned, and he's made offerings at Bethel, and he has given him a new name, part of that promise. But the text goes back and forth. So, Sometimes we're going to use the name Israel, which is Jacob's new God-given name, or sometimes the text, and you'll see a little later in chapter 37, again refers to him as Jacob. But Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons because he was the son of his old age, that baby number 11 born. And he made him a robe of many colors, and when his brothers saw that their brothers father loved him more than all his brothers. They hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Well, perhaps you listened to our recent podcast titled Birthright and Blessing, and you're scratching your head right now. And you're saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, didn't this father, Jacob, didn't he learn some lessons from his own childhood? Remember Jacob's parents?" Isaac loved Esau, and Rebekah loved Jacob. The rivalry and competition between the brothers harmed their relationship with each other. The twins, Esau and Jacob. Jacob, in fact, had to run for his life. And now, after marrying two sisters, as Walt said, jealous sisters, and their two handmaids, he is the father of 12 sons and one daughter, and yet... Jacob loved Joseph, the son of Rachel, the wife he loved, more than the others. He even goes one step further, and he presents Joseph with a coat of many colors. It's almost like whenever Joseph puts his coat on and walks around, it's like waving a red flag in front of a bull, a constant reminder to his older brothers. I am loved. My father loved me. Do you see my coat? The brothers hated him.
1: And and here again is an example of a father who's who's creating an environment of strife and bad feelings among his children. And it takes God's wisdom, but we need to have God's wisdom to love and nurture and discipline our children well. Uh, we truly need his help with this assignment. Yet God's sovereign plan was working even in this stress-filled home environment. We'll continue on in Genesis 37. Now Joseph had a dream. Uh-oh, here we go. And he told his brothers, and they hated him even more. And he said to them, hear this dream I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding up sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose, stood upright, and behold, your sheaves gathered round it and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, are you indeed to reign over us? We're your older brothers. You're going to reign over us? Are you indeed to rule over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams, more than his father's love, more than just the coat. Now these dreams are, are, are enraging them. And then he dreamed another dream and told his brothers, behold, I've dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told this to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him. And he said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him. But his father kept all of this in his mind. And so we have the, the dream of the sheaves where the brothers are serving him, and Joseph is is reigning over them. We have the, the dream of the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowing down to him. But in, in the midst of these dreams, his his father rebuked him. What what, what are you talking about this dream? And, and his brothers were jealous of him, and, and that jealousy is growing, unfortunately. And the father kept saying in his mind, um, what is going on here? And this jealousy the father wonders what, what this dream really means long term and there's a good place to insert a head to heart um again it's not it's important for us to get the details and and um look at the text but it's also important for us to say okay god how do you um how do you intend to help me apply this to my life um joseph was young 17 years old and he he hadn't matured he, he lacked wisdom and discretion Sometimes the best thing to do is just... Keep quiet. Don't tell everybody
0: your well, dream. And it's almost that thought of keeping it to yourself, right, and holding on to it that you don't know. But it, I mean, he—it it is kind of his young, his youthful enthusiasm. Listen to my dream.
1: Yeah, but th- but think of even Mary when Mary's told she's told that she's going to give birth to a child by the the Spirit of God, and Mary treasured all these things in her heart. She was a young woman, and she treasured them in his heart in her. Heart, but but, um, Joseph is just blurting it out, <laughs> and he's and and the brothers and dad don't like the message of his dreams and and um, it could be very arrogant of Joseph to imply that they would bow down to him in the future, and they already struggle with the knowledge that their father loved Joseph the most and given him a beautiful colorful coat, and his dreams just seem to be the last straw, and for them they they would do away with this arrogant brother.
0: Yeah, and it's, you know, just thinking and and pondering over that, um, that so often a younger child, the youngest child in a family looks up to the older siblings. That was certainly true in your family. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had two older brothers 13 and 11 years older than you as a little boy growing up and you wanted to be included you wanted to feel like they accepted you and there were times when they would accept you there's other times when they would shun you because they're the older siblings right
1: oh i could tell stories (laughs) well i could tell and i've heard some of them but
0: (laughs) but you know the thing the thing that We realize is this is a family dynamic, and and you know our sinful natures come to play Mm -hmm. in, in in those situations, and so within this family we see strife. Um, mothers were at odds with each other in competition. I'm having a baby. You're you're not having a Back and forth, back and forth. The father himself chose a favorite son and then gifted him with a very special piece of clothing, his beautiful coat of many colors. Well, let's continue. The brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers pasturing the flock? Come and I will send you to them. And he said, here I am. And he said to him, "Go now, see if it's well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring me word." <laughs> and I, I, just have to say, are we not repeating a bad situation here? Yes,
1: we are. In,
0: but you know, here again, you know, Dad says, you know, I trust you. You are my, my loved son. Please go and and tell you know, come back, bring back the word of how the brothers and the flock are doing. Well, he goes off, he gets to Shechem, they're not there, they've actually moved the flock over toward um, Dothan, and uh, he heads toward Dothan. Well, the brothers see him coming from afar, (laughs) perhaps Because he had his colorful coat on, they saw him coming on the horizon. And before he came near to them, the brothers, they conspired against him to kill him they said to one another here comes this dreamer oh yeah they were holding on to that and it was it was a burr in their saddle oh yeah come now let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits then we will say that a fierce animal devoured him and we will see what becomes of his dreams But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, let us not take his life. Now, Reuben was the firstborn son, firstborn to Leah. And he was the head of the family at that point that the brothers would listen. And Reuben said, shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. And Reuben's thought was, okay, we don't really like this kid, but he is my little brother and I'll come back and rescue him and take him back home to dad. So when Joseph got there, came to the brother's It's interesting, the text, the biblical text, they stripped him out of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore.
1: Yeah, the emphasis on the robe. I mean, this is a big deal. It
0: is a big deal. And and it just was not a good thing for Jacob to present his well-loved son with this robe. They took him and they threw him into a pit. The pit was empty and there was no water in it. You know, again, here are the older brothers. They're watching over the flock, and Daddy sends Joseph to see if all is well. Not a good thing, repeating uh, a past grievance that had taken place with the brothers when Joseph gave a bad report. There are bad feelings. There's even hatred between these brothers. And as the brother approaches that younger brother joseph they say here comes the dreamer you know they see him they know he's loved they see him in this coat this robe of many colors and they say he's a dreamer he's he's told us we're going to bow down for before him what are you you kidding we're not going to bow down before him
1: you know the brothers i i love this about the text the, the irony they throw him into a pit first they take off his his coat of many colors they throw him into a pit, and the text says there's no water there. Um, and remember, this is a hot, dry place. Not, having no water is a big deal. And then the brothers sit down to eat a meal, and, and they turn their backs on Joseph, maybe uh, physically. they it, We're done with him. We're going to eat, and he's not. We're going to have water, and he's not. We're going to have his coat, and he's not. And so with this, they sit down, they begin to eat, and then they look out on the horizon, and there's a, cam- a caravan of Ishmaelites coming f- from Gilead. And they had camels bearing gum and balm and myrrh. They're, they're bringing this on the way to carry it to is- Egypt. And and Judah said to his brothers, what-, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be on him, for he's our brother, he's our own flesh. And the brothers listened, and they the Midianite traders passed by, and they drew Joseph up, they lifted him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites. And they took Joseph to Egypt as a slave. And just like that, Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. And the text says that the profit was 20 se- shekels of silver which in today's market would be about $100 or $10 per brother. That's what they're selling him into slavery for. Not a very big sum, but it, at least they didn't waste the, the opportunity to get something. Um, but now they're rid of this dreamer. They're rid of this brother that keeps taking a bad report back to them. And um, and in this, Joseph's words, he, he pleads for help. Hey, don't do this to me. But there have been years and years of difficult relationships within this family. And the the older brothers watching the conflict and strife between the mothers of of Leah and Rachel and watching their dad give special treatment and kindness and favors to Joseph, their ill feelings towards him have been simmering for a long, long time. And now they've come to a boil.
0: And they don't want to deal with him any longer no and they are now rid of him they've sent him off to egypt um, probably to be sold into slavery that's what they did with the midianites and within our families you know we do struggle with different personalities gifts abilities and these can cause us to be frustrated jealous even angry with one another are we able to step back and extend love, acceptance, and kindness to each other? You know, while you often refer to the importance of viva la difference, <laughs> that to enjoy the difference. And this is an opportunity that that we make a choice. Will we rejoice and celebrate with one another and who God has made us to be? Well, we know here in Genesis 37, beginning in verse 29, that Reuben actually comes back to the pit for some reason he wasn't there when the caravan came by and they sold Joseph but he returns and he goes to look into the pit and Joseph is not there the boy is gone and with that the brothers take Joseph's robe, they slaughter a goat, they dip the robe in blood, and then they took that coat, that robe of many colors, and they brought it to their father. This we have found. Please identify whether it is your son's robe or not. And Jacob identified it. It is my son's robe. A fierce animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn to pieces. And then Jacob tore his garments, put sackcloth on, and he mourned for his son many days. All his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, I shall go down to Sheol, to my son, mourning. And thus his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard. You know, this family seems to carry on this trait of deception. And once again, we see that it's planned. Joseph, he was sold into slavery. But what the brothers did was they took that coat of many colors and they dipped it in the blood of a goat. And then they presented it. Is this Joseph's coat? And now Jacob mourns his Family cannot comfort him. He has lost his precious son.
1: And this young man, Joseph, he's loved by his father and treated differently, but he's hated by his brothers. And now he's a slave in Egypt, and and he believes he will never see his father or his brothers again. And this brings to mind a a question. Can we trust God when we're walking through difficult times? Let me say that again. Can we trust God when we're walking through difficult times, or or do we only trust him when everything seems to be going just fine? God sees our pain, and he knows the difficult relationships in our life. And the goodness of God is evident every day. This week, take time to look for his good gifts, because they're all around you. Practice gratitude every day. Verbally name three things you're grateful for, or maybe start a gratitude journal. I'm turning our eyes to to God and saying, I'm trusting you, even in the midst of these difficult relationships, is crucial to having a healthy walk with God. Well, God sees you, and He sees you in every situation, and He desires for each of us to continue to walk with
0: God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the awakening in america and outreach of the himmelreich memorial christian library
1: friends brenda and i will be leading a bible study tour in the land of israel we will walk where jesus walked and we would love to meet you in person there in israel the dates for the trip are november 8th through the 19th of this year 2022 Um, Check out the link for the Walk With God Israel tour in the show notes below.